driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing. I'm Emma, with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hello, it's me. I'm back. It's just me on my own for May episodes and I kind of have a loose plan that I'm going to do June with guests and then July, August break but I am super organized in my professional life this podcast not so much so that's kind of what I'm figuring out at the moment but that's kind of my plan but don't hold me to that if it slightly changes I would love to know all of your feedback on the episodes in April with the three amazing guests Phoebe, Rachel and Grace. They were all wonderful in their own individual ways giving us so many good nuggets and just so many things to learn be it in SEO, campaigns, communities, social content, just careers in general and I feel like they are three women that are really really inspiring to me so I hope that you got stuff out of those episodes. I would love any feedback that you have on them, despite the look of my Instagram looking like I'm never on it, which is kind of true because I never post, but I do check it quite regularly. So if you do have any feedback on it at Marketing Nuggets or on my LinkedIn at Emma Windsor, and yeah, feel free to DM me. And if you haven't already left a review, I'm so bad at asking, but please, please go and leave one on either Spotify. Spotify, you can just rate it, but Apple Podcasts, you can write a review. So thank you. Now, I was kind of figuring out what to do my topics about in May, and when I go back and listen to the most downloaded, it's so funny because the kind of trend is the story time ones, but then also anything that I mentioned, campaigns or marketing plans, and so I have made sure that in May, the one of the episodes is all about campaigns, so you will not be disappointed, but I figured after kind of an intense April with three different guests and as I said, all giving amazing advice. And I feel like there was a lot thrown at you all. So I thought we'd have a more relaxed week this week. And I was thinking about what to do and what to talk about. And I have, as you've seen on the title of the podcast, I thought I'd talk about the unlikely either situations or unlikely tasks or just, yeah, unlikely situations where I look around and go, is this my job? And I feel like I wanted to do this because it's definitely been a running joke between me and my marketing peers, whether it is an organization that I've worked at or if it's an organ, like any marketing peers in any of the industries, it's like a running joke that no one outside marketing knows what you do, except they think you probably do a couple of TikToks and maybe an email, maybe not even that, but it just really makes me laugh. And the funny requests that I've had over the years, oh, the the, the photocopy doesn't work, marketing will know. Just crazy, stupid things like that. And you're like, nobody, like, nobody knows what you do. So whilst we know as marketing professionals what we do and the ins and outs of our day-to-days, and if you want to listen to my day-to-days, which is a bit more of the regular days, I would say, do go back and listen to episode 12, which is my life behind the curtain when I was a B2C head of marketing, or episode 72, which is my B2B day in a life as a head of marketing in B2B space. But I thought, as I said, I'd do a story time on some of the situations that I found myself in and I've had to figure out along the way. And the 
these are definitely the situations where I wouldn't be saying, if anybody asks me what I do, these would not be the things that spring to mind. And I would say that this is like, this is one of the reasons why I like being a general marketer, because you never know the weird and the wonderful, or maybe even stressful situations that you might find yourself in. And don't get me wrong, some things are really weird and some things are really cool, but there's also been stressful situations that I have found myself in and plenty of tears along the way to figure it out. But what I would say is these ones, these things I'm gonna, I've literally written so many, I don't know if I'm gonna get them through because there's over 15, but these are either moments, poignant moments within the marketing, my marketing career where I've been like, wow, or it's helped me grow or it's helped me learn something or it's then made the next campaign I do, I've learned from it. So whilst they are weird and wonderful and maybe stressful, I definitely feel like it kind of then gives you the edge the next time and you learn from them and you do better or you do different because of what situations you found yourself in. So I think that this is definitely stepping outside your comfort zone and it's really helped me kind of compact my marketing plans. That's the wrong word. I don't mean compact. I mean level up my marketing plans maybe from all of these areas. And they're in no particular order. I just literally sat here are you proud? I pr- I planned this podcast for about 10 minutes before I plugged in my mic and was like, okay, I'm gonna just write down the top things that come to my mind where I've been like, how the flipping heck am I in this situation? So let's start with not a situation, but more something that I didn't expect to be my task when I started in marketing. And that is risk assessments. So if you are ever involved in event marketing, there is a couple of things, especially let's just take trade shows as an example. So there's a couple of things that kind of just fall to you if you're figuring them out. And they include the company's insurance certificates, public liability, but also risk assessments. And I have literally been asked to fill out risk assessments in the past. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's a risk and what's not. And it's something that is not marketing's responsibility, but it definitely sits there. And so I've had to figure out kind of ways around it. And what my advice is, is you can hire freelance health and safety officers who have all the certificates, have all the bells and whistles, and they can really help you out. Obviously, I felt really uncomfortable doing a risk assessment and writing my name on it because you have to kind of sign. And I was like, well, I don't know any risks. Like, I mean, my obvious ones, but I don't necessarily know. And it's definitely a different expertise and it's different field and the people that can help you with it and so I learned very quickly on that if you need a risk assessment don't try and struggle and fill it out yourself because I did sit at my desk for a week or two thinking how am I gonna do this I just kept putting it off and off because the event was far in the future and then I just kind of had to figure it out one day and I found a very very helpful freelancer that did but also your company might have kind of contacts as well that's another another time that happened to me the company had a contact that I didn't even know existed that we had like a health and safety contact contact person that wasn't full-time obviously but you just kind of tapped into their network when you needed to and so always ask the question don't sit on your desk and worry about if what's a trip hazard what's a fire hazard what's health and food rate uh, safety just don't do it to yourself you've got no stresses and even though you're the event manager I feel like yeah it shouldn't sit with you so the next one I've kind of staying on the paperwork for a little bit is I didn't necessarily realize that when I went into marketing, how closely linked it would be with legal. And it's funny because I see so many TikToks now of like, where marketing have a good idea and then you go to legal and they like poo-poo it. 
but it is you need approval from legal on a lot of things and it doesn't necessarily yes you need approval from legal when you're doing a giant stunt in the middle of London with influencers and big moving machinery but you also need it just if you're gonna spend some media somewhere and you need to sign something away and in my early career I used to just sign things and be like okay it's gonna be fine and just kind of pray that it was all good and like thank god touch wood all of that was fine but being head of marketing meant that I was signing things because it was like yeah well I know this is in my campaign and I know that I want to do it and so whilst there is horrible horrible not horrible TikToks but there's TikToks like making a joke about approval from legal you definitely need some legal counsel when you're signing all of these contracts and it could be something weird and wonderful and crazy and yeah you need to definitely for sure go there and I think that's the obvious ones but as I said it's it's the less obvious ones as well it could just be buying some media on a billboard and it's like there's still going to be terms and conditions with that Um, and whilst terms and conditions might be about like cancellation policies it might be about not using anything defamatory on their places it could be kind of simple things that you're like yeah I know but it's always good just to make sure that there is nothing in there And I think that one of the, this is really pertinent as well, if you're signing big media contracts and, you know, think about when COVID happens and how many people, I dread to think how many poor marketing managers around the world didn't have force majeure, which means like, I'm so saying this wrong, but it's like basically when something unexpected happens, exactly like a global pandemic. And then how many of them lost out on millions in their marketing spend because they didn't have that in their contracts. And then they had to like have the media still say in the New York subway, but it was like, well, you've signed the contract, but it didn't say in the contract if there was anything that was like a global pandemic. I mean, very specific now. And I'm I'm sure a lot of contracts now have global pandemics in them to cover people. But that's why, yeah, luckily that didn't happen to me. But I can I just think, oh, the poor marketing managers. And yeah, not legal professional. And I think that that's another example very close to health and safety, where it's like it sometimes just falls on you because you're leading it. And it's like, no, 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 like you need a professional help. So don't feel like I used to. And, and a lot of the reason why I never tried to find legal help is I just thought, well, I meant to figure it out because I'm the marketing manager and that should be my job and it shouldn't be. So, yeah, make sure that legal look at all your contracts. Okay, moving on now to crazy, like weird and wonderful situations. One of the best, I think, actually, in my 10 years that I got to go to an NFL game and I not only got to go in an NFL game, I got to go to hospitality in an NFL game because I was running social. And so the social that I was running, we had a exclusive tickets for um, our followers to win to win hospitality but someone had to go from the company to like host all of the competition winners so you better believe I was I don't know how I managed I was so junior and so I got to go to an NFL game experience hospitality kind of be their host and yeah it was awesome I still remember it to this day and that was one of my like pinch me moments and I was like I can't believe I'm getting paid to like do something that I would kill to do in my private life and I was so excited and that was definitely a moment I was like I feel like I've made it (laughs) when I was I think I was maybe 23 at the time as well crazy so another one that you might that you might find yourself in let's go a bit more normal is drones so drones are becoming more and more relevant and prevalent in content shoots and especially if you're doing kind of very cinematic adverts drones can be really really cool 
but with drones there are a lot of licenses needed and it also depends on where you want to fly them so if you want to fly them over cities or over stadiums there is a lot of litigation around it and so the easiest way that I really figured out how to deal with this is to find a person that does it all so when you want to find somebody that is gonna like do the drone for you like the drone flyer or content creator is there a name for a professional drone I don't know <laughs> but get those people and then get them they they'll have all of the licenses so you need to check that they've got everything that they need across the t's and dot the i's but also you need to look at the location of where you want to do said filming and see if the drone pilot maybe it's drone pilot has any skill or any experience in that place and if they know they can and then if not make sure you do your research before you book your drone pilot because if you have to have it somewhere specific but they might be drone bands then you've hired this person for nothing and I really don't know a lot about it I just remember being like there's so many like there's so many like red tape with a drone and I think you think it's easier than it is so yeah that is one of them okay the next one I have two in a row that are weirdly to do with parachuters so the first situation I was in was getting the place that I worked to convince them that to draw more crowds in we should have the army parachute team flying in to deliver the match ball in cricket and so gracefully they said yes and it was really exciting but they were like the one thing Emma is that the test cricket is in a couple of weeks and the parachuters need like red chalk on their boots because I don't know I don't know why but they do and they're like it's like red smoke behind them so they obviously like when they land they then like put the the paint on wherever they're going which is usually fine because it's in the middle of a field but if they're doing it in a cricket pitch and they get red dye on the test wicket that is very very bad and so I remember watching these parachuters come in and there's like six of them and they literally all like flew over the wicket to land and one was so close I remember holding my breath like how am I gonna go and speak to the head's groundsman if this happens to a marketing stunt and that was another moment where I was like have I found myself in this situation I'm just working marketing and I'm here like praying that we don't get any red dye on the test wicket so yeah that was a funny one okay the another one in another job in another company where we also had parachuters was another crazy one where the we had to get the land smoothed out for the parachuters to land because the ground was quite bumpy and so if they'd have landed they could have broken an ankle or broken a leg and so literally I had to organize the land getting smoothed out so that the parachuters could land and I was actually like <laughs> what am I doing yeah that was cool they are very cool I do recommend parachuters if you want to if you're doing like a, a experience like a game day experience or something where you want to wow people it's actually not that expensive and having like your company flag come in that way using your company colors in the smoke it's like a really kind of cool wow moment that I do think that people don't see very often and I think it can work really really nicely so another random one I did was when I was working for the Olympic Games I had to allocate like I was looking after, I mean, I was an intern, so I was doing very little things, but they gave me like the job of the athlete rooms where you had to like allocate things in their rooms on the, in the, what's it called? The like, campus. 
So I remember like allocating all of the athletes bins. So they had bins in their rooms and like other things in there. I can't remember like and making sure they had their welcome packs and I had to organize their transport from the hotel to the different like parks. And I remember being like, have I been left in charge of this? What if somebody doesn't get their bin? What if somebody's coach doesn't pick them up? Uh, that was a, a very early career memory. And I remember being like, if I told anyone what I did today, I allocated 74 bins to athletes in the Olympic village. So the next one was when I was doing a launch party in London and I had to figure out a company to do a six foot eye sculpture of said product. So not only make sure that the product looked like our product, had the right branding on there, but also they could bring it into central London, into the specific venue, make sure that it was like, it was, they had to bring it in machines. And I thought, I'll be fine, it will melt during the event. It didn't. So they had to come back. And I remember it was like one o'clock in the morning and these men <laughs> from the company were like hacking away the six foot eye sculpture to make it melt so they could go home. And that's quite expensive. I remember being like, it looked really cool in pictures and like it lit up as well. Also very cool. I um, recommend again for a statement piece if you're doing an event. But I remember being like, how many companies I had to try and find to get one that would one make our branding look good because that's very important but two be like be able to put take it to the venue have the machinery to put it up yeah it was very cool but it's one of those moments I was like what is going on okay another one that fell on my lap was I had to design a giant mascot so sports teams have mascots and we needed a new mascot and so it fell on me to get a new mascot and I was like literally picking out like the kind of fur that it would have, what eyes would it have, what nose would it have, what ears colours would it have, what would it be wearing and all of these things I was like, <laughs> I was just making the decisions and I was like, does anyone know that I have literally no experience in creating giant mascots but then I thought, to be fair, it's pretty, pretty niche, <laughs> it's a pretty niche experience so yeah, we had a mascot and to this day, I, I mean I think it looks good but I was like, I don't know why I put, I literally was like, yeah, that color looks good. Yeah, that that feels nice. And I remember being like, I'm just picking like what I would want as a giant teddy bear. <laughs> and just went with those ones. So that was definitely a moment where I was like, how is this my job? Okay, another one was doing a giant Easter egg hunt in a stadium. Now this one was a funny one because I had to literally go to Morrison's and I brought, I think it was 200 Easter eggs. I brought them, I brought 100 each time. So I bought 200 total. And then, yeah, hid them all around the stadium and I had to like send an email to me like, if anyone finds an Easter egg, please do not pick it up. Obviously the stadium was closed and it was like a closed event. And then I literally hid 200 Easter eggs around the stadium for kids to find, which was very fun. But yeah, it was one of those moments where I was in Morrison's like picking up the Easter eggs and I was like, if I told anybody what I was doing right now, they'd be like, what the heck are you doing? Okay. We're getting through them. I'm not saying them all because they're a bit crazy. Um, so another one was climbing up Snowdon in the freezing cold fog, all in the name of content. The things that we used to do and, and situations I found myself in, all for the name of content. But also the climbing up Snowdon, I hate being cold and I hate walking. So that was one of those moments I was like, next time we're doing a studio shoot, you know, because it's funny when you, uh, it, with a team and you're like thinking of your next campaign and you're like, we should 
climbed Snowdon and then we should get the influencers at the top of the mountain doing X, Y, Z. And yeah, it sounds great. And then when it's 6am and you are with influencers, freezing, can't see a thing in fog and having to walk for two hours to find the good spot you do think you do question your life choices and you're like why didn't I just say a studio shoot but as I said you put yourself in these situations you do them because they make things better and you get really cool shots at the end of it but you couldn't have told me you couldn't have persuaded me on that morning that it was a good idea to do so another one was figuring out how to get a giant ninja warrior course in the middle of a field in the middle of a county that was nowhere near anything for one day and keep within my budget and make it something that was fun uh, but it wasn't for kids it was for adults and so it was kind of make it like a good ninja warrior course so yeah and I did it amazingly I couldn't probably do it now but mid-20s Emma she was <laughs> she figured stuff out so yeah, another one when I was like calling all these companies and they were giving me quotes and they were telling me like what ninja courses they had and I was just like, mm, I don't think that's quite right. So in the end we did like a, we did do it, we did like a climbing wall and then they ran through something and then it was like they had to dodge things and then they had to run up like a a big escalator that was going the wrong way. So that was kind of at the end and they had to push the button. So it wasn't too extreme, but it was still, we still managed to make it happen. Another thing was when I was hosting an event and we wanted to do something that was kind of cool and different but still kind of was interactive and we did a giant wall that was paint by numbers but it was then like it finished into our brand colours which was really cool and then we made sure that the dimensions of the paint by numbers would fit into our office so once the event was over we could then take it back to the office and then put up this giant like paint by numbers branded wall which I thought was really cool so that was yeah a very niche idea again and something where we were figuring out how we even do it what paints we use who can print it the creative to go on it so yeah loads went into to that but it was something that I thought yeah was definitely a conversation starter at the event and it's not something that you see all of the time as well and then I think that I will wrap up with a situation that I didn't find myself in is beating an ex-England player in table tennis in my lunch break and that was a very surreal moment I beat him and I was like oh my god good he was an ashes player and I beat him table tennis and it was one of those moments I was like how have I found myself in this situation like how is this my my lunchtime so that was really cool and definitely one of those moments I was like I love sports marketing because you find yourself in those situations so yeah if people come up to me and say hey Emma what do you do what's your day job they're definitely these ones that I've given examples and stories are definitely not what I tell them I more go uh I make plans and I get leads or I get sales depending on what job I'm in or was in when they ask me but for all of you marketing minds out there I thought I'd tell you yeah some of those wild and wacky situations that I found myself in and I want to say a couple of things about these in general so some are just cool but some are you've got to figure them out and you as I said you are in those content rooms and and what happens I found a lot and I found that when you are the marketing manager, when you're head of marketing, when you are in charge of something to do with campaigns and you're in these rooms and people have really good ideas and they get really excited and it sounds awesome and then they turn to you and go, okay, I'm gonna make it happen. And you're like, 
okay. And my top tip is don't panic, don't stress, don't promise anything at that moment because some things are just not feasible. It could be legal, it could be budget, it could be logistics, it could be anything. Uh, and so you don't know you don't want to say no in that room, but you don't want to say yes. You just want to be like, I'll take it away and see what's possible. So don't kind of do any knee-jerk reactions when these kind of out of the ordinary things come your way. And as I kind of mentioned with the first two with the risk assessments and legal, find people who can help and know what the heck they're doing, whether it is a legal piece of paper that you need signing or whether it is how to get a giant ninja warrior course into the middle of Buckinghamshire for one day and they need to take it the same day or whether it is what fur to make your giant mascot bear there's going to be people that help and I've said at the beginning that the most expected situations or tasks or things tend to be not only the most memorable but also get the most impact and get the better results if you were doing your event, giant paint by numbers colour wall with a six foot eye sculpture, that's pretty different than just offering them Prosecco on the entrance. So don't shy away from these kind of different things that you might find yourself in. Embrace them. It could be exactly what your marketing plan or your campaign needs, but don't feel like you're going it alone and don't panic, don't stress. And as I said, find somebody that's going to help you. And you know what? I learned every situation I found myself in the next campaign I'm like oh well we did it this this way so let's do it this this time so it could help or you could do it the same after you've learned how or you could never do it that way again and that is fine you'll better believe that there has been no content that I have been in charge of that has anything to do with Snowden since that morning (laughs) now I'd much rather do much warmer climates to get my content But I just thought this would be a fun episode to take you through some of the situations that I found myself in. And I have said that 18 times this podcast, so I do apologise. But whatever you're doing this Tuesday, I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. And I'm cheering you on whatever you're doing. And I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.